0: The first one is what we've talked about just a minute ago which is ahimsa not harming others in thought word and deed so that would be a first screen and that would steer us away from McDonald's Hormel Tyson uh, Pilgrims Pride companies like that another one arjava is honesty we want to invest in companies that are honest and uh, there is a lot of uh, a lot of shenanigans on Wall Street that,
1: that we need to watch out for Welcome to That's So Hindu, a podcast brought to you by the Hindu American Foundation. I'm Matt McDermott. In this episode, I speak with HAF's very own Isan Katir about his recent article in Hinduism Today magazine about Dharmic investing, what it is, how it's different from other forms of ethical investing, and how we can all apply Hindu principles to our financial decisions. Hope you enjoy it. dharmic investing
0: dharmic investing is investing according to hindu ideal very popular these days is esg investing for the environment uh, to be socially responsible to improve the governance of corporations but some of those don't go far enough for the hindu ideals of ahimsa we want to avoid companies that hurt anyone in thought word indeed and, deed. and uh, there are many uh, meat processors in the S&P 500, for example. So a Hindu could find ways to have alternate investments, which I've researched over the years and going to share with you today.
1: The the question on many people's minds when they're ever they're investing is, is this profitable? How does this compare to other forms of investing that don't have such a an ethical screen to them?
0: Yes, well, ethical screen is just the right word because, of course, as a steward of investments, whether it's one's own or uh, another's, uh, we want to uh, be responsible for um, uh, making a profit, having the investments grow. So the ethical screen would be the first, and screening for a profitable uh, growth company would be the the next. Uh, In practicality, uh, we can look at recent history. Uh, The uh, best-performing exchange-traded fund last year was up 62% was the Invesco Solar Fund that invests only in uh, solar companies. Uh, And that same fund is up another 15% this year, while the uh, Dow is still down for the year. So I'd say the answer is yes, that it is possible to um, do well financially as well as ethically.
1: Ethical investing might seem like a modern notion to some listeners, but in your article, the article in Hinduism Today, you mentioned that the notion of ethical investing goes back hundreds of years. Can you you go over that history a little bit?
0: Sure. In American colonial times, uh, religious groups prescribed their endowments from investing in the slave trade, for instance. Uh, They didn't want to invest in companies that made alcohol. The American Temperance Society. Uh, There were 8,000 chapters across the country, and they pledged to abstain from investment in distilled alcohol uh, in slavery. That that group eventually became the Phoenix Life Company, uh, and uh, we invested in those shares. Uh, uh, So there is a long history from that early beginning in the 70s, Funds were called SRI, socially responsible investing, and that nomenclature kind of evolved, and now it's called ESG, and uh, environment, social governance, and that is the, the, uh, the standard now. In fact, uh, a friend of mine, Deloshini uh, Sivaratne, is a uh, past fund manager at CalPERS, and they have a huge um, commitment to socially responsible investing and ESG investing. Uh, and uh, so it's very big. They they uh, are activists, in fact, to try to influence companies to be more um, more responsible.
1: You've mentioned ESG several times. What, what can you explain to listeners? What's the difference between ESG value alignment and impact investing?
0: Yes, um, ESG is environmental, social, governance, and that looks at a broad range, and it's a little fuzzy, even in the Calpers. Uh, Documents. Uh, It says it's aspirational and uh, there are no set goals, but in general, to improve the environment, to uh, be socially conscious, uh, to improve governance of companies, to make it more equitable. Uh, Those are all the ESG guidelines. And then um, the ones where we want to make an impact, some people, instead of finding companies that already do that, they purposely invest in companies that don't do that with the intent to change them.
1: And uh, that is the impact investing. What's the role of debt in regards to dharmic investing?
0: Debt is the root cause of a lot of suffering and class division worldwide. I've noticed after studying it for many many years, it's not as bad as uh, killing, uh, but it's not uh, totally dharmic in my humble opinion. That debt is the cause of uh, suicides of farmers in India. Debt is the cause of bankruptcies uh, of companies and nations. So if one had to choose, and all else being equal, which of course it never is, but if it were equal, uh, one would, I think, choose a company without debt over companies that have debt. And you say, well, don't uh, companies need leverage um, to make a lot of money? The best example is Apple Computer, which uh, all during the time that Steve Jobs uh, ran it had no debt at all. Uh, Facebook has no debt. The intuitive surgical, the surgical has no debt. So it is possible to have companies uh, debt-free and uh, still helping humanity and uh, making a profit for
1: investors. That's debt in terms of uh, a corporation and operating within their means. It, it's a little outside the range of Dharmic investing per se, but can you speak a little bit on personal debt and how that figures into your interpretation of what is ethically correct in terms of dharma or hindu teachings
0: oh i think in the ideal world uh, being uh, debt-free would be the most dharmic and, and be the least disturbing to one's meditations uh, but in practicality i suppose to uh, to buy a home these days everyone needs to at least acquire uh, some, some mortgage debt but the ideal i think of the the spiritual people that i've been lucky enough to associate with over the years they, they believe the ideal is no debt To work towards that, just for a peaceful life that can be devoted to um, higher things rather than just being
1: a debt slave, one might say. To take it back to the dharmic investing part of this, are people actually doing this? Does dharmic investing at this stage really have a big impact? Uh,
0: That's a very good question. I asked uh, Swami Venkataraman, who's the senior vice president in charge of developing uh, ESG analytical tools for the famous Wall Street rating service Moody's, and also coincidentally a board member of HAF, and uh, his response was that there's over $12 trillion uh, invested according to some form of sustainable or ethically uh, or socially responsible uh, investing. That's on the macro level. On just a personal level, Pavan Deshpande on our National Leadership Council told me a story. He said he found out that his family office, Deshpande family office, had invested in a company in Argentina that uh, processed meat and uh, killed 9,000 cows a month. And uh, so he told their investment manager, you know, we're not going to use you anymore because you are investing in these uh, things that we don't believe in. And uh, to his surprise, instead of redeeming his shares, he said, well, you know, you're actually right. And we are going to sell our shares in that Argentine beef company. And not only for your account, but for all our accounts. So Pavon's one uh, standing up for Dharma uh, had a big impact in, in
1: that sense. What inspired you to adopt this strategy of investing?
0: I believe that religion is the integration of the spiritual world into everyday life as much as possible. So in looking at my own life, that came up eventually, since I'm in that business. Uh, Can I lead a spiritual life and own shares of uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which owns McDonald's uh, or has uh, one of the components is McDonald's? And so the answer was was no. And that was um, how I sort of brought it into my own personal life and business. The uh, person that inspired me was uh, Gurudeva Sivaya Swami many, many years ago, who said that Ahimsa is the great vow. It's the great uh, uh, decision uh, to move ahead in spiritual life, is to say you're not going to harm others by thought, words, and deeds. So I tried my best to take that to heart.
1: In, in your article, you talk about applying the Yamas and Niyamas, Hindu ethical. Principles to investing. Can you give some examples on how, if someone was evaluating an investment, how they could apply those?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, well, the first uh, of the Yamas and Niyamas, which are, of course, the first two steps of the eight steps that uh, Patanjali prescribes to get to God consciousness. Uh, and by the way, the Yamas and Niyamas are mentioned in over 50 different uh, Hindu scriptures. It's not just uh, Patanjali's writings. The first one is what we've talked about just a minute ago, which is Ahimsa, not harming others in thought, word, and deed. So that would be a first screen, and that would steer us away from uh, McDonald's, Hormel, Tyson, uh, Pilgrim's Pride, companies like that. Another one, Arjava, is honesty. We want to invest in companies that are honest, and uh, there is a uh, a lot of shenanigans on Wall Street that we need to watch out for. And uh, asteya, non-stealing, I think, might include the avoidance of debt uh, if we if we thought about it. So those are some of the, the ways. Uh, there are others. So another niyama is dritti, steadfastness, being steadfastness in following our own investment rules. Uh, you know, we each have our own story, I'm sure, about how we invested on a whim or because of social pressure uh, and regretted it in the past. But if we stick to our due diligence and prudent investing rules, uh, I would say that's an example of something we we can do positively. And finally, is santosha uh, contentment keeps us maybe from taking undue risks. Uh, the opposite of santosha might be envy, where we see someone who's much wealthier and say, "Oh, we have to catch up and uh, do something rash with our investments." Better to be. Uh, I think more content, invest prudently uh, and uh, grow wealth um, in maybe a slower way, but in a less risky way.
1: How do you think d- dharmic investing improves one li- one's life? do you think it it can have an effect beyond you know just one's portfolio
0: I think it it uh, clears the mind you know one uh, subconsciously maybe uh, is is uh, aware of uh, things that are dissonant in one's overall life. And if one is investing according to one's religious beliefs, I think one would uh, just be more more santosh, more peaceful uh, going, going forward. Certainly we would lighten one's karmic footprint by not investing in uh, companies that uh,
1: cause harm. If somebody wants to get started in dharmic investing, how can they... How can they start? Are there specific funds that they can look for or are people on their own and having to just sort of do their due diligence on what companies are up to and then apply sort of their own personal screen and invest individually? Oh, good
0: question. Uh, Well, uh, the um, Financial Investment Regulatory Authority, of which I'm a member, uh, uh, encourages me to mention that none of what I say is uh, investment advice that they should consult their trusted advisors and not gamble and be prudent. But uh, in general, one could look at the major indices. The Dow has McDonald's in it, so that kind of uh, would slow us down from investing in Dow index funds. The S&P, a very popular index fund, has uh, 12 meat processors, uh, not to mention uh, lots of oil companies uh, in their mix. The sort of the lightest karmic footprint uh, of index funds is the nasdaq the nasdaq 100 the symbol is qqq uh that uh, invests in or that holds companies that um uh, i would say do more good for the world and and avoid uh, some of these other problems a specific one is the one i talked about earlier uh invesco solar fund the symbol uh, Very cute. It's TAN, T-A-N. There's one small new fund. I talked with the CEO, Claire Smith. Uh, She has started the Vegan Climate Fund. And she said her her aim is to help vegans and animal activists take the pain out of their portfolios. I thought that was a good phrase. The symbol is V-E-G-N.
1: What would be in that fund that wouldn't is there anything maybe is a better way to say it that would be in that fund that wouldn't pass muster in the dharmic investing fund. You mentioned before in the history, I think it was Quakers that didn't or in the temperance league that wouldn't invest in alcohol and there's vegan alcohol out there. That's a good point. You know, but does that, how does that figure in?
0: Uh, You know, last time I looked at her um, holdings, it was more what she didn't invest in. Uh She invested in all the, Companies like Apple and uh, Microsoft, uh, but she avoided uh, uh, companies uh, that are in the energy sector and, and, and that killed, killed animals.
1: What do you think is the future of dharmic investing? Do you th- see Hindus, those that are uh, of means enough to uh, invest, you know, in a, as outside of perhaps just like a 401k or something? Uh, how, how do you see dharmic investing increasing? expanding it it, does it it, what's the future look like
0: i think to see our future we can look at other uh, religious screens there is the msci mcsi uh, catholic index uh, specifically designed to invest according to catholic ideals and there's the mcsi uh, sharia law uh, index that invests uh, according to muslim ideals and those are growing and have been sustained over the years. So I think Dharmic investing has a a good future. I don't think it will ever take over the world, but uh, I think for people that really want to uh, integrate their investment life with the rest of their life, uh, it's uh, it's an ideal spot. Well,
1: that's it for this episode of That's So Hindu. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's how you can help the show get discovered by more listeners. You can help ensure that more of these get made by making a donation to HAF at www.intoamerican.org. Donate.